Today's scripture reading comes from Luke, the 15th chapter. And it's a a somewhat familiar scripture to most, but it's the prodigal son. We'll skip around a little bit just so we don't read a whole lot of verses. But it goes. Then Jesus said, there was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. After a few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property with dissolute living. Different than ESV. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired servants. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked, what was going on? He replied, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered his father, listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you and I have never disobeyed your command, yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours has come back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you kill the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The word of God for the people of God. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for this moment. Lord, I ask that you would forgive me of my sins, my trespasses, of those shortcomings in my life, Lord, that I might be able to stand as you have called me to stand here before your people. Let this message be light to us all. In Jesus' name, amen. This sermon, I don't even have a stand today. Can I just talk a little bit? Is it okay if we just talk? That was a real question. Is it okay if we just talk? Okay. This sermon has taken a lot of different shapes over this week. It's funny um, because uh, I entitled it the aha moment, but that was not the original title. I found myself on Tuesday uh, feeling very overwhelmed. Just looking at all the things that I had to get done, quite frankly, it didn't look much different than most weeks in my life. But for some reason, it just seemed like the weight was just so much heavier. And so me being me, when I feel that way, I do a couple of things. 
I'll either call, I call him my dad, he's my spiritual father, Bishop uh, Johnson in Tulsa, and we'll talk through some things, but he didn't answer the phone. <laughs> or I'll find a church and I'll sit in the back and breathe and wait for the Lord to show me something. But it just so happened, it was Tuesday morning when I felt this way, and at St. Paul School of Theology, there is a chapel service just around lunch, and so I found myself there. And I tried to be me and just creep in and sit in the back and just wait and listen and feel for the Spirit of God so that the weight would not feel as heavy as it felt in that moment. But Reverend Newman was there and he did something different this particular Tuesday. It was Visio Divina. Did I say that right? And in that, and I was going listening for the songs and listening for the word, and instead he handed me a picture. This picture. And he sat me in the back and he began to have me look at it and really examine it and, and turn it upside down and sideways and look at colors. And he said, what do you see? And, you know, I just looked at it. I said, you know, there's a light and a dark. They look like they're on the same boat. They're battling the same storm. They're, they're riding the same wave, but the reaction seemed to be a little bit different. Wait. Those that are in the lighter portion seem to be on their job busy, but really not productive because they're not getting anywhere. Whereas those that are in the shadows, it appears, are focused on this image that looks something like the Son of God, as, as, as we often uh, uh, dictate in pictures, and their focus mean, makes their demeanor more peaceful. Same storm, same wave, same boat. I went on and we began to talk about other pictures and we came back and they said, so what else do you see? And I was like, whew, all right, I thought I was done. I said, you know, I'm reminded of a slogan that is sometimes used by some people that I know on the, 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 the portion that is light. It seems like they're living out loud and on purpose. But in the more calm side of the ship, it seems like they're living in purpose. And I looked at it and we talked about a lot of things. I went to lunch and I sat with, with, with Judy and we, we began to talk about how I would divide up the prodigal son scripture so we didn't read for 30 minutes and, and what that looked like. And uh, I went home and, and looked at it again and started writing a sermon that is completely different than what I'm talking to you about today. And I came up here on Wednesday and went through the this, this scripture again, trying to figure out how to divide it so we didn't read for 30 minutes. And I got the division of it right, and then I begin to type the title, and all of a sudden, it didn't feel right. And so I get in my truck, I, I drive home, and when I get to the driveway, I look in the passenger seat, and I see this picture. And I have this aha moment. If I would have been a cartoon, a light bulb would have went over my head. It would have come on. It would have been beautiful. The, the, the music would have started playing and everybody would have known that I figured something out. And what I figured out was this. In that chapel, that place where I needed to go, God showed me 
that I was in the right boat, I was riding the right wave, but I was focused on the wrong thing. I was busy trying to put it all together instead of relying on the God that gave it all to me to put it all together. That might not be a good thing for a pastor to say, but I make mistakes too. Is that okay? And so in this moment, I began to look at the prodigal son a little bit differently. I began to, to look at it in, in stages. The, 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 these, the, this, this man had two sons. You can go back to the title. This man had two sons. He loved both of his sons very well. It's obvious in the scripture. But one of his sons said, give me everything that's due to me because I want to go and live my way. And the dad could have felt disrespected and said, you will do what I tell you to do. But he gave him what was his inheritance and allowed him to leave. And this son messed up. He, he partied all the time. He slept around. We got kids in here, so I'm going to stop there. He did all of the things that, that most of us would say are wrong, but quite frankly, most, some of us have done. And he found himself in a place where normally he wouldn't touch swine because it was unclean, and now he's feeding the swine and wanting to eat what the pigs actually had. But he had an aha moment, and he came to himself. And he realized that this isn't the life that I've been called to live. This isn't life at all. Why would I allow myself to sit here with the pigs and starve when at least I could have food and shelter and enough to sustain me? Why would I do that? And he gets up. And I imagine him running to his father. And, 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 and the closer he gets, the more nervous he gets and He's saying, he's rehearsing in his head, I will go to my father and I will say, because I, I can say that because it said that in the scripture. And I will say that, that, that I have sinned against you and against God and I'm not worthy to be your son. Please treat me as a slave. And his father sees him from afar off and begins to rebuild, to redeem and to restore him before he ever gets there. He sees him afar off, he runs, he gives his son a hug, and in that moment, I believe the father also has an aha moment. An aha moment that says that, that I don't have to be upset in this time. My, my son was lost, and now he is back safe and sound. This is a great thing. Let's go and celebrate. And the son says, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. I am not worthy to be your son. I have messed up. I, I, I'm not right. And the father just overlooks all of that and says, but you are my son. Now the older son comes in. Now he's upset because he's jealous, right? I've worked. I've done all the things you told me to do. And, and you have never thrown me this party. And the dad says, but everything even legally that I own at this point is yours. We divided this in half. Every, everything that I have has always been at your disposal. There's been nothing that you could ask for that you have not been able to, to, to acquire. Why are we having this conversation? I would celebrate anything that you do. Everything that you ever wanted is before you. Your, your brother was lost. Now he's found. Let us celebrate. Now, I would like to believe that after that, there's a part in the scripture that we can't see. Uh, you can omit that later. I'm sorry. 
where it talks about him coming to himself and realizing that he has been working like a slave, but he has always been a son. Now, you might ask me, why am I telling you all this? And it's simple. In our lives, we have not always done the right thing. If you've done the right thing, raise your hand. All your life. So we've all messed up, right? That's a real question, right? But I, I pray that somewhere in there, we had an aha moment that drove us back to what we knew was right. Amen? I would pray that in those times where we as, as fathers, as mothers, as mentors, as leaders, as friends, have seen people lost and they are trying to get back to the right thing, have had aha moments whereby we are no longer judgmental and we don't beat them over the head with their mistake, but we welcome them back in just as our Father in heaven welcomes us back in. I would imagine that even as we have those moments where we seem to feel overwhelmed and out of place. We would have aha moments that drive us back to the mind frame, the perspective, the focus that allows us to be in the storm, but not so affected that we lose focus on who is really in control. You see, aha moments are moments that should be celebrated because there are moments in our lives that have the potential to change everything. Our aha moments are moments that should be paid attention to because they are the crossroads by which we have to make a decision. Our aha moments will cause us to get out of our way and allow God's way to reign supreme. It is our aha moments that sometimes define how far we go in this life that we have to live. We've all messed up, but God is still God, amen? He still loves us, amen? He still restores and rebuilds and redeems us, amen? So if we ourselves can make mistakes and run to the Father and he embrace us, how much more should we let others know that that is available to them? Amen. If you never had an aha moment, I hope that's it. If the father is willing to, to wrap his arms around you and, and to, to tell you that you are special, that you have value, that you have purpose, that you matter, how much more should we be that living example to others that are running and looking for that something they feel like they lost? Life is something to be celebrated because God gave it to us. Don't ever be so envious, so jealous, or so self-serving that you forget to celebrate with those that celebrate, to mourn with those that mourn, and to assist in bearing the burdens of those who have burdens that seem to be overbearing. This is the life that we live as Christians. Loving God as God is our example and being that example to all those that we come in contact with. Amen. The aha moments. I would argue that we've had we've all had a lot of them. Let's make them count. Amen.
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.